National Novel Writing Month, Part 1. This year, I decided to participate in the National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, where the goal is to write 50,000 words of a novel during November. NaNoWriMo has tempted me for several years, but I found the project daunting. The 50,000 words can be pure crap, and many of them will be. But the bigger goal is discipline and a sense of community with the thousands of others who accept this foolhardy challenge. My fingers hover above the keyboard as I consider the opening lines of my novel. Their importance in setting the hook has been hammered into me throughout my writing career, during my MFA program, online courses, and writing groups. I also know this as an impatient reader. As a participant in a recent novel retreat, I seized the opportunity to have an agent critique my first paragraph. We were warned that this exercise required a bulletproof ego, that this agent routinely delivered soul-scorching critiques. Unlike a forgiving reader, who will read dozens of pages before abandoning a book, agents have a hair trigger for rejection as they work through a towering slush pile. They don't have time to read more than a couple of pages, or even paragraphs. I'm fine with rejection, so I signed up. My proposed novel tells the story of a 1950s housewife who unravels in the more permissive 1960s. In the opening paragraph, she falls off a building and dies in front of her three children. They are uncertain whether she slipped or threw herself off. Either is possible. The only thing they know for sure is that she was not pushed. I liked my opening. Death seemed like a decent foreshadowing hook. The agent didn't get beyond the first paragraph. I need a better sense of what this story is about. Apparently, a violent death of questionable provenance was not compelling enough. I submitted a revised draft the next day with one additional sentence. The woman tumbled off the building holding two dogs. The agent looks up. Hey, not bad. I like the dogs. This is much better. Agents are the first tenacious gatekeeper in the disheartening journey to publication. So what the hell, if an agent wants two dogs, I'll give him two dogs, or maybe a dog and a cat, or one oversized dog. I wouldn't be averse to a capuchin monkey if that would do the trick. If I can get by this gatekeeper, I can always circle back and remove the dogs, cat, or monkey if I can't contrive a way to get the animals up on the roof in the first place. Here's my new agent-friendly opening. The last 10 years of my mother's life were so intense, she was simultaneously running a restaurant, several apartment buildings, and trying to become a respected patron of the arts. It all crashed in spectacular fashion when she fell off that building right in front of us. Did she slip or did she step off? Either was entirely possible because she was holding two energetic yap dogs. National Novel Writing Workshop, Part 2 here we are sliding into the concluding days of NaNoWriMo. The sense of renewal and energy I've always enjoyed at the beginning of fall is petering out. Though I'm far removed from a school schedule, September is still imbued with the joy of starting fresh, the potential for new students, new clothes, new freshly sharpened pencils. That upbeat feeling draws to a close by Thanksgiving. I have a NaNoWriMo confession to make. I didn't achieve the target goal of 50,000 new words. I'm not writing a new novel. I'm revising a book that has languished on my computer for several years. My goal is to pare down my manuscript from 110 to 90,000 words. I'm brutally killing my darlings, 20,000 of them.
One of the adages of writing is, quote, show, don't tell, end quote. Fill your story with compelling vignettes of your underlying theme. Trust your readers to get the big picture. Novels and lecturing are not a happy match. My NaNoWriMo goal was to convert telling to showing to add by subtraction. I looked to Vladimir Nabokov for, for inspiration, a renowned master at the telling detail. I found it in his imagery of houseflies. To create a sense of decay, questionable hygiene, or personal dissolution, Nabokov knows that there is nothing better than a couple of flies to deftly intensify a compelling scene. Here is Nabokov in Lolita, where the narrator, Humbert Humbert, has shot his nemesis, Claire Quilty. Quote, I could not bring myself to touch him to make sure that he was really dead. He looked it, a quarter of his face gone, and two flies beside themselves with a dawning sense of unbelievable luck. End quote. Here he's describing a dreary roadside diner. Quote, One half of a chocolate cake under glass, and several horribly experienced flies zigzagging over the sticky sugar pour on the ignoble counter. End quote. And in his magnificent memoir, Speak Memory, he describes himself as a young boy playing in a tunnel created by propped-up pillows. Quote, and then, in a burst of delicious panic, on rapidly thudding hands and knees, I would reach the tunnel's far end, and push its cushion away, and be welcomed by a mesh of sunshine on the parquet, under the canework of a Viennese chair, and two gamesome flies settling by turns. Not only does he use flies to set the scene, but he also gives them a personality beside themselves with luck, horribly experienced and gamesome. Nabokov is my hero. I decided to put flies in my novel, but I wasn't going to limit myself to two flies, or even several. I was going for plague proportions. Here's a fly-forward scene in my novel where a mother and a daughter try to reconcile an uneasy relationship. Quote, my mother must have sensed my discomfort at the sight of coiled strips of fully loaded flypaper twisting slowly above the ottoman fan. We're having a problem with flies, she says, something to do with a strong south wind. My mother leans back in her chair and watches a fly advance up her bare leg. She pauses with her fly swatter aloft, lets the fly have his moment, then nails it with a swift swat, and then dispatches another on her forearm. She leans over to pluck the corpses from the carpet and flicks them into the wastebasket positioned for that purpose. She hands me a fly swatter. Here, you do it. You'll find it surprisingly satisfying to kill flies.